Welcome to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon Podcast, where we create a one-page adventure improv style. I'm Steve Albertson, the Dragon Warrior. Artista Protista, Andrew Baluri, the Tiger Wizard. And I'm Rob Baluri, a.k.a. DJ Robbie Darko, and I love games, dudes. Let's Let's roll! (sighs) Well, now that Melicliff, the Black Blade, is dead, I guess we should have a side quest. Um, Hey, did you guys go to, what was it, um... Was it uh, uh, what's his what's his name? Gary Cooper Con? Is that where you where you went? Gary Busey. Gary Busey Con. Steve, where, did you go to? Um, uh, <laughs> we went Gary to Guy Gaxagon three thousand and Gary one sweet Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Guy Gaxagon forty forty two. Gary Larson Con. We went to. Gary Gygax. Oh, Gary Gygax. I thought you were talking about uh, Gary Rossington, the lead, one of the guitarists in Leonard Skinner. Oh, I didn't realize that he had a gaming convention. (laughs) It's either either him or Gary the Snail from SpongeBob. One of them has got to be in charge of this nonsense. I think Gary the Snail was in charge of everything. Wasn't he? I believe like, it. Gary was like on Gary? SpongeBob. Um, Gary Khan, uh, celebrating a life well played. Uh, yes, you're correct, Rob. We did indeed. But, but before we jump into that, why yeah. don't mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about this Black Blade bloke? Yeah, well, it's a boss in Elden Ring, and I've been stuck on it for uh, about a day and a half. And I just now beat it because um, sometimes your muscle memory needs to, like, really ingrain itself. Um, this particular boss has, like, a uh, HP-reducing mechanic, which I find really annoying. But we uh, pushed through, we made it happen, and now we're on to bigger and better things. So, bigger and harder to beat things. Yeah, Were you totally, fighting totally. this with a group? No, 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 no. no. Well, uh, no. I'm not. I, for a long time, was using the Mimic tier um, before I realized how much it cheapened my experience of actually fighting the bosses because they would get distracted trying to defeat the Mimic tier. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is a little little too easy. So Feels I stopped cheap. using the Mimic tier. It felt yeah. a little cheap. I don't have any anything against people who are using the Mimic tier um, because I get it. It's kind of fun to just like dumpster on a boss. But you are but, a goddamn pro level gamer. I guess I just like pain. <laughs> the real, the real um, issue. Can you tell me a little bit about your turtle friend who you read books with and who wears a hat? Yeah, um, the turtle pope. Um, I can't remember yes. their actual name, but there's a there's a pope that or a turtle that wears a pope hat, and you can give them um, books with incantations in it, and you learn learn together. Um, also, the the turtle pope can forgive your sins. That's not a joke. I think that's the most important part, right? <laughs> that's maybe the most important part of the turtle pope. So tell me, Rob. Yeah. Have you been sinning? Mm, no, I haven't. Right, I haven't actually needed to ask forgiveness. And uh, how does the turtle pope forgive your sins? Do you have to do the equivalent of like turtle hair, hail Marys and uh, somehow? You go stand in the pond that's right next to the turtle pope. Shell Marys? Yeah, shell, shell Marys. You, no. um, 
No, I, I mean, I think you have to um, tell them who your favorite Ninja Turtle is and then uh, vow never to eat turtle soup again, and then you're forgiven. Turtle Pope sounds kind of gross. He's like, just go sit in my pond. <laughs> just yeah. think about think about it. what you've done. Think about what you've done. Yeah. Go bathe in some salmonella. Well, anyway, let's get back to Gary PlayerCon, which is a golf reference that nobody will get. You never know. We drop obscure references in the show all the time, and people never get them. So who's to say they they don't get or not get? Yeah, let's not pretend anything. that golf isn't a game, but when Gary Player does it, it's sport, right? Because he has an audience. So I, I'd actually like to I'd like to bring um, our lovely producer Zach in on this convo because uh, Zach, as well as our good friend Jay Bingo Domingo, also traveled with me and Steve up to Lake Geneva for Gary Con. Um, and and Steve, we're going to just sort of like run through what our schedule was first. Yeah, let's set the scene. Okay. Jay came over late at night. After me and Andrew were preparing for his arrival, and then first thing in the morning at with the break of dawn, with a seance, we summoned the great spirit of travel. And then in the morning, like the mist, came Zach Cowan, and all of us got into my 2018 Volkswagen Tiguan and drove for 12 hours straight, just in time is to the, pick up is our the color badges. Of your Volkswagen Tiguan burnt orange, or is it what? What is it exactly? Yeah, pumpkin goon is what they told me. They're like, yeah, they're like, what kind of car color do you want? And I'm like, what's the color of the uh, supernatural being that haunts Charlie Brown in October? (laughs) And they were like, the pumpkin goon. Um, so after we arrived, we were able to get our badges that night, um, and we dropped off our our gear at uh, Casa de Albert soon. And yeah, other returned. bonus, my parents totally haphazardly live 10 minutes from where this was at, so very convenient for us to get breakfasts before we took off and little there sack There also lunches. is a Taco Bell conveniently placed along the way for those late night taco cravings yeah for fourth meal yeah so um we dropped off our stuff we went back to the con uh to have a few brews and bright and early thursday morning we got to gaming y'all um so first up was um traveler um zach uh seemed to really enjoy this game and actually you bought the books didn't you Totally did. Now I actually have spent more time with it. I bought Traveler Five, and I'm you know speaking ignorantly, confidently here, but uh, I think Sounds this was great. like a recent Kickstarter where the original uh, creator Mike Miller kind of refabbed some of the old school Traveler, and so that's kind of what I was uh, looking through in the last couple of days in the books I bought. Uh, I do think that there were some other releases that have happened recently, but. Um, yeah, Traveler it's... originally came out like uh, around the time that the first Star Wars movie came out. Correct. Correct. Best I yeah. can tell us the case. The Phantom Menace. No, <laughs> no. Was, I think it was yeah, like late seventies. I'm pretty sure is when the original Traveler from Mongoose Games came out. And so, for those of you that don't know, Traveler is a hard science RPG for the most part. There's still like 
I mean, the game we played involves some Ugh. alien life forms and stuff, but there was so much detail in this book. I mean, it, it talks about how to determine perspective from uh, the object size and distance from you. Um, there's so much travel, whether it's on an, a world, whether it's on a solar system, whether it's across the universe and light speed and how to navigate that you as a GM can build um, orbital um, speeds and know exactly where these planets are supposed to be. Um, you have to de- you know, detail life support and ships, fuel, etc. You know, uh, it's to the nth degree, the detail it takes basically all the need for creativity out. You can just do math and run a game. <laughs> just have a fun, <laughs> fun scientific Everything calculator. I've always wanted. Yeah. So what Zach, if- is that, is that what drew, uh, attracted you to the game? I mean, I know that the, the illustration I did of the uh, Chewbactopus woolly spider thing um, certainly was one joy added to everyone's live at that table, but what, um, what really grabbed you by the balls and uh, inspired you to buy the books? Yeah, I could skip all of that math. I think spending time doing math while playing a game is for other people. And um, it was the milieu. It was this like, you know, 1960s perspective of the future that I kind of liked that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that Ray Bradbury look where what people back then thought space travel was going to be like and uh that, that very cool really cool yeah. yeah that distant future of 1987 mm-hmm. now traveler goes off uh into the future quite a bit but it seems to be pretty based in military or it, it's like naval stuff right you're in ships they have lots of uh that's the kind of characters that you play. And one of the things that Traveler is most known for is you could die during character creation if uh, you're not rolling well enough. So you... uh... Yeah. Yeah, that is the case. So um, we played that. And then the the next thing that we had on our schedule was actually a game that you ran, Steve. Yep. So I ran... uh... Our Mechavoid Motocult episode uh, that was uh, done with Levi Combs, who would I'd like to continue to note all of the fun people we met along the way. Uh, and Levi Combs was there at Gary Con, and we hung out very frequently. It was very cool. Introduced us to our other great friend now, Ed uh, Bickford, who did a lot of illustrations for. Uh, all of his robot projects and that. So uh, we met him the night before. Uh, Matthew Lilliard of Scream and SLC Punk fame was in this tiny little bar with us all night too, which is very fun. I don't fun. know about any of those movies or who you're talking about, but the guy from Scooby-Doo was there. That's right. Um, and then so we grabbed Ed and brought him over, and uh, we played a very fun game of... Uh, can you save the earth from being mechanized? Zach played a fun character named Arcade Dave, who was kind of a big Lebowski slacker type who was way into quarters and was able to <laughs> maneuver his way into, uh, I don't, it got so wild. While the other characters were busy having a giant gladiatorial fight trying to save uh, the president's uh, daughter from being mechanized by weird squid juice uh, for a good chunk of the campaign. RK Dave was uh, trying to beat 
high score, try to beat Barbara Streisand, the vice president in this uh, features, <laughs> high score in Super Bomberman on Switch. You have anything you want to say about Arcade Dave, uh, Zach? Uh, that he has the high score. He did also he get that succeed. Still there. Good for him. Not only that, he pinned the score on Jeff Bezos, uh, thus getting Barbara Streisand mad at him and not me. Also, too. Perfect. But the big thing with this is, uh, so the concept behind this is that the Earth is going to become a mechanized telescope, much like uh, the Transformers uh, planet of Cybertron. And what Zach came up with that I didn't even think about was like taking all of the guts of it and reverse engineering it to turn all of the metal into flesh. So that's how they end up defeating all of the uh, mecha people, which was not even cool. Yeah, I love it when players do that because it wasn't even on my radar of ways to like, I don't know, beat this scenario. So good job to everyone in that one. That's really cool. Also that. um, So here's a little like plug our shit. That uh, the map for the adventure that Steve ran uh, is available for purchase. You can buy it on our shop or you can buy it from exaltedfuneral.com. Um, but yeah, Steve, we definitely, we, it was really cool because we met a bunch of people that we had met virtually, right? Um, but then also made some new friends that we'd never met before, which was really cool. Um, one person that we had met already virtually and steve in person was tim cask um at that same day later on we played in his infamous wheel of blame um and then after that well friend of the show tim cask let me just jump on this for a minute what it was like right after that that i realized that almost half the people that we've had on uh mad dungeon episodes were there including jeremy duram from the skin thief episode uh, yep. Jay Domingo, who Tim Cask, Ginny Loveday, whose episode just came out. We got to hang, get some good hang time with her. Yep. Uh, and Levi Combs. I feel like I'm even... Oh, uh, Alyssa Faden, whose episode's coming up next. Uh, it was a real, uh, I don't know, family reunion of uh, Mad Dungeon alum. So it was very cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Um then yeah so then actually yeah jeremy ran us through um this was a late night gaming sesh uh jeremy duram ran us through a uh hyper hyperborea um adventure uh just the four or just the five of us just yeah just the five of us yeah it was just five of us that was one of my favorite ones just because of our uh crew interactions like uh, what Jeremy had was, I think we fumbled through it a bit, but Zach in particular was playing a psychotic murder thief version of B.D. Uh, Cooper? D.B. Cooper. D.B. Yes. Cooper. Like, yeah. <laughs> and his, it was quite creepy. <laughs> yeah, his honest. role playing was one of my favorite things ever. He would just sneak up behind someone and was like, go to sleep. And it was just like a creepy thing. And then Jay was playing a guy who was like drinking out of a blood bowl. And yeah, my guy was like in a bowl of blood. Yeah. Like taking poison out of a snake. And both of us were just like, man, this guy's really creepy and weird as we're doing even like it's, <laughs> the levels of creepy and weird between these characters were uh, exponential. It was great. Yeah. And I was playing a uh, I was a cleric, I think. You Nemo were chaos. Yeah. 
Um, that that whole crew was pretty bloodthirsty, but for some reason, like everybody's bloodthirst just paled in comparison to um, Zach's character's sort of I don't know, just like unsettling way of going about violence. We loved it. Yeah. So then the next morning, we got up bright and early. As and we did every morning. As we did every morning. <laughs> a little bit too early, maybe. And we started off the day with Vastgrim, which was... Um, it was oh, yeah. It was uh, definitely the game that I was the most um, excited uh, to play because a longtime friend and... Um, Another upcoming, alum of the show, well, yeah. Up, upcoming guest of the show... Uh, Brian Colon, um, who I've known for a long time but never gamed with. Um, so Vast Grimm is a Merkberg uh, hack, and it's set in the vastness of space. Um, I had a lot of... This was probably the character that I enjoyed playing the most. I played sort of a... Um, uh, a big dumb Ron, bohunk? Yeah, a big dumb bohunk, Ron Perlman type character with a cigar hanging out of his mouth is uh, somewhere in between Ron Perlman and Rocky Balboa. Um, but we're like on a space barge and a prison ship. Yeah. Prison ship. We actually launched Steve's character out into the void. Um, yeah. About but in time. the first like five minutes though, Andrew's character got bit by some like infectious thing. So I cut his arm off with a like power yeah. sword in the first like, five minutes of the game. And then I was uh, hanging out with a bunch of infected kids. And then, yeah, Jay's character just launched me into space. (laughs) I ended up having like a grappling hook for a hand. And um, yeah, it was just fun. It was a fun, uh, fun time to, to role play. Um, The actual, the actual game, Vaskrim, is like at the printers right now. So if you backed it on GameFound, those should be shipping out, um, I guess, pretty soon. And then, like uh, like we mentioned, Brian is going to be on uh, as a guest coming up pretty soon. While you were at the Appendix N panel, I did go back to the dealer's hall where I met with uh, a walking... Um, I don't know if I want to say deity, but a very uh, important person in the role-playing game, and that is Colonel, now Brigadier General, Lou Zoki, uh, the creator of the Zoki Dice and Weird Dice, and uh, I think it's Dice Sciences is the name of his company? It's uh, Game Sciences. Game Science. And he also wrote a bunch of those uh, twerps uh, books. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, it was a important thing that every time I go to Gary Con that I go and visit with the colonel, and he kept telling me that uh, to refer to him now as uh, Brigadier General, uh, to uh, just be in his mm-hmm. presence and uh, allow the diceness to wash over me so that I'll have good roles for the rest of the con. I also recommend that anyone go to Gary Con, go and meet with the colonel, now Brigadier General, to get that same stuff. One of my favorite so- things about... Are you going to say this, Andrew? About the, I might be. The There's a bunch of fa- I have a bunch of favorite things about uh, the Colonel now Brigadier, but you go first. Well, he- uh, well, I'll just jump in and say my roles were hot all yeah. weekend long. It was twenties <laughs> and ones across the board. 
when you needed him. <laughs> but yeah, couple things that uh, blessings that the colonel now brigadier general may hand you <laughs> when you go and visit his booth. One, <laughs> not even the, of these two. He was also looking for a uh, vintage cover to like a high res in person cover to Teagle Manor, which is an old uh, Judges Guild uh, module, which exists on the internet with a very simple Google search. So he had a sign up saying he was willing to pay $100 if someone could give him this. Anyone could have given him this, but we all chose not to. Then, yeah, the other thing <laughs> is he has on the little pamphlet that he hands out instructions for how to Google tables like Dungeons and Dragons tables and charts. Every chart from Dungeons and Dragons ever is available if you follow his instructions. That's true. And I wish I had them in front of me. I don't. But the instructions were like this, Rob. This is mostly for you. Okay. I'll find this down. Find the Google toolbar. Okay. Type in there Dungeons and Dragons charts. Right. Uh, he also had a list of all the charts so you could put in the specific one you want. Uh-huh. Hit go. Okay. Oh. Things are going to pop up, right? But <laughs> right. it's not going to be yeah, the chart. Sure. Okay? Right off the bat. Okay, yeah. There'll be words. Not. Why would it be? <laughs> there'll be words, and you need to click on those words. Right. That will then bring you to the chart. Okay. The other thing. The right, important, so it was very basic. I think thing, he did this right after Ultra Vista or something. And he has ended up the same thing for 20 years. Yeah. That's the funny. most important thing is that at the very beginning of these instructions, it explains that you need to type out www.google.com in order to get... But no HTTP. It was probably there. I want to be clear here. It sounds like we're poking fun, but I have a genuine love for the man. I am like... I find this more charming than anything else, and I love it. I think that's fantastic, and I appreciate his help. Yeah. Yeah, definitely... a high charisma score from Commander, now Brigadier General, Luzoki. The other item that he'll give you is this little piece of paper that just says the whole nine yards. And then it's like a little square that's a Photoshop square that you could carry with you that he says you could use at the con that is a uh, interdimensional pocket that you could use uh, for... When I talked to him five years ago, he said to throw behind you if you're being chased so people fall into it. And what he told people this time around is you could use it to put stuff into. Uh, But I've been carrying mine around in my wallet, no joke, for probably the last five years. And I've used it occasionally. And my friend Alex that I've played with made me write on the back of it that I'm never allowed to use it again in an Alex game. (laughs) So... Lots of love to the colonel, and now Brigadier General. Then that night, we played uh, Inferno Road from uh, Doug Kovacs, who does uh, the vast majority of the cover art for uh, DCC and is known for the Hobo Nomicon. And that was Mayhem, where we got shit out of Satan's foot and ran Mad Max style through a bunch of roads and back into uh, Satan's foot. Uh, went to sleep. <laughs> Had satanic dreams, woke up, and then uh, <laughs> went early in the morning to go play games yet again. I went and pl- 
played uh, Mutant Crawl Classics with Jim Wampler, the uh, writer of the game. He had the uh, Save or Die podcast, which I loved for a while, and he informed me that he now has the Save for Half podcast that I am woefully behind, but I will remedy that soon. Uh, also, also turns out that Jim lives literally blocks from Tim Kask and their great friends. So there you go. So then... Uh, I went and visited Zach, who is playing a game with Jay uh, that was being run by Michael Curtis, who has done a ton of uh, Dungeon Crawl Classic stuff for Goodman Games. Um, from there, we all went to go play in a uh, playtest for Subter Aliens uh, that's being written uh, by Flint Dilly, who uh, is... A person in a, from my heart, because he is the writer and uh, creator of Inhumanoids and Visionaries from the 80s, a writer of Transformers the movie, and countless other wild uh, cartoon things from our childhood. A legend uh, indeed. A legend indeed. Now we're, uh, we're best friends. Then after that, uh, we went at finished it all off with uh, our good friend DM Rich who we didn't know before, is uh, ran Castles and Crusades for possibly one of the best games of the con, actually. It uh, was quite fun. Right? And yeah, like, it, was a lo- it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we end up playing inside of uh, like a dilapidated mansion uh, where there were uh, skeletons and armor. But the cool thing was the playground that he made. So there were like two levels overlooking a main floor. The floor was collapsed. And it was about 15 feet of water. Inside the water was a uh, construct fish. And uh, there's a story behind all the people in the mansion with a mother, father, and children that were ghosts of various sorts. But I think the most important thing that we learned from that game, however, Steve, is our new uh, catchphrase, which is never, never sweep an undead horse. Exactly. Never uh, sweep yeah. an undead horse. Yeah, everyone knows that, that before, saying, actually. right? Just never sweep an undead horse. Yeah, everybody knows that. I think and- one of the coolest things, like, so we played this game with Rich and um, made friends with him. And then also while we were at the table, uh, one of the the people playing with us, uh, Wind, guy by the name of Wind, um, uh, we also, like, ended up chatting with him and learned about the artwork that he does and... Um, and hung out him all well. night long, and yeah, and we when, hung out all night long with them. So we really kind of night, like we ended up making a lot of friends. It's all about the friends you made along the way. One of the big uh, benefits of this particular con is it's catered to a special group of people who are very much into the same thing we are, but it's not big. We spent almost every night hanging out in the bar and just uh, chilling with people. And one of the people that was a regular outside of Levi Combs and Ed Bickford and uh, Cheese and uh, Mike Merles and just all these wonderful folks was uh, Hambone from the Vintage RPG Podcast. So uh, I'd like to throw it over to our interview with him to hear what they're up to. Hey, everybody. Joining us today uh, for a very special news segment, we've got John Hambone McGuire. John, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? I am thrilled to be on the show today. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, we're really stoked to have you too. We um we met each other at uh, Gary Con. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, we all left the house. How cool is that? Yeah, it's been a minute since we got out, but we got out, and then we got together. We rolled some dice. I played so many games and made so many friends, including you. It's been it was a wonderful weekend. You know, I was saying the same thing. I mean, for me, the highlight of the convention. I mean, also running a game with actual live people again was a pretty big highlight. But the highlight for me was rolling with you all, and then also meeting the Mystic Punk guys. I mean, we had a pretty solid crew going there for a couple of days. Oh yeah, yeah we, we were running GaryCon. If you guys go to GaryCon next year, you're gonna get steamrolled by this group of fucking savages. <laughs> Or maybe not steamrolled, maybe uh, incorporated. Yeah, maybe it's more like we're just hanging out and having some drinks and having some fun. Yeah, nothing like assimilating you like the Borg or anything. But, you know, shout out to Planet X Games as well. They were rolling deep with us. Cheese Hasselburger as well. We had a great time together. I think that we have assimilated many of them into our collective. Here's hoping. (laughs) Cool. Well, we're here not to talk about how fun and incredibly popular we are, but to talk more (laughs) about all of your current endeavors. A quick overview. Hambone, co-host of the Vintage RPG Podcast, uh, owner of 321 Action Games, and to talk about your new Kickstarter, Children of Uma. Yeah, that's right. I am the co-host of the Vintage RPG Podcast. Stu Horvath is Vintage RPG, so if you're familiar with the Instagram or the website, or if you're still on Tumblr, that's all Stu. The podcast is where I start the party. I oversee the podcast. Uh, I book guests. And I'm the co-host. Stu is the brains behind everything that happens in RPGs. And I just ask questions and uh, make sure everyone's having a good time. I'm also the co-creator and co-founder and co-writer of 321 Action and all the adventures that we've released so far. Rocket to Russia, which you can pick up on Exalted Funeral right now. Escape from Point Nemo, which is about to go out to backers. And we're getting ready to launch a brand new Kickstarter. 321 Action presents Children of Uma, a vehicle battle RPG. Oh my god. So in the description, you reference two of Steve's absolute favorite in my in the world top four favorite movies of all time two of them are in your log line for this adventure yeah man it's the warriors and mad max and the little twist on it is that it takes place in 2060 kansas it's all electric and carbon powered cars and there's no shortage of bullets because this is america and we will never run out of bullets <laughs> i mean that's what we got going for us. If we're ever invaded Red Dawn style, they do have to worry about our twisted metal style muscle cars with mounted machine guns. I mean, we all grew up watching the A-Team. We're all about the same age. You know, if you get all these crack commandos together and you lock them in a shed and there's tools or a Home Depot down the block, watch out, guys, because hell's coming. And it's coming with boarded up windows and some pool noodles attached to the top of the vehicle. <laughs> Let's get into some uh, nitty-gritty here. What is uh, the uh, engine behind the engine behind the muscle cars, behind the guns of the people driving the muscle cars of the engine? So 321 Action is a cinematic storytelling RPG. You, if you're the person running it or the game runner, you essentially oversee the game. You're not in an adversarial role. You are there to kind of help make sure that everyone's having a good time and people are feeling included in the action. And it's a simple system. It's based off a single D10. You want to roll at or below your stats. 
any penalties or bonuses are either going to be a one, two, or a three. Add or subtract it from the roll. You just tell the game winner what you want to do, and you make it so with just one roll. So if you want to tell any kind of story, you can. Weird westerns, sci-fi, space operas, haunts, heists, you name it. This one is a post-apocalyptic vehicle battle RPG with special rules for using the vehicles on top of the already easy-to-use action rules. John, um, so on your on your podcast... Uh, have you touched on any of the other um, vehicle vehicular related RPGs that have existed in the past? And does um, the Children of Uma draw from any of those or thoughts? That's a great question. You know, we haven't actually. It's one of those things. You know, there's a list of like the, you know, the golden greats mm-hmm. that we are gonna check off, and we we plan on checking off. However. We do a shorter show. We do a shorter program. We want to, you know, get it all killer, no filler. We do bite-sized episodes. So we'll often start a topic. Like the other day, we were talking about Glorantha. We just did the broad strokes of Glorantha. And then over time, we're going to reach out. We're going to fill out the whole painting with it. We want to go back to Car Wars and games of that nature. Yeah. We keep forgetting. And it's not for any other reason than we also, besides talking about vintage and old-school RPGs, we want to make sure we put over a lot of new talent. We want to make sure that we give a space and a voice to up and coming creators and to people who are out there putting out like new stuff that's blowing our minds. So we don't always have time to get to the golden greats, which is great because full transparency, one of my best friends, when we started the venture RPG podcast, she was like, well, aren't you going to run out of like books in like two years? If you're only talking about TSR, no way. (laughs) Not if you're doing random one-off King Kong episodes exactly so we're just it's it's all about we're going into our fourth maybe fifth year at this point we're just about stretching it out we're stretching it out so we're eventually going to get to those games well have you have you played car wars and let me just say it's a little bit of a uh trick question here because i'll allow you to answer in a moment but i started looking at car wars because i really wanted to play it and i was like these rules are ape shit and i don't know if i'll be able to play it unless there's someone that is a uh, old school understands everything about the like craziness of car turning and firing rules that I got a little dis... Uh, I didn't want to deal with it, so I started making my own death race game later, too. So, I mean, have you played Car Wars? And then what was the impetus for uh, Children of Uma? So, I've never played Car Wars. Uh, Who has? I, you know, I've known people who have, and they're like, when they heard about Children of Uma, they're like, oh, is it going to be like Car Wars? And I say, maybe. I've never played it. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I will say is this. You know, for Children of Uma, I am one half of 3 to one action. My partner, Gio Colazzo, is amazing. He's an amazing writer, and he's got a, a crazy brain on him. And so we had just gotten done doing uh, Escape from Point Nemo. And there are creatures in there called the Amphicora. They're fish creatures, sea creature kind of things. And he was like, in the process, midway through writing 3-2 on horror, which is going to be the first horror adventure for 3-2 on action. And he's like, I don't want to write this right now. He's like, what if we did a car vehicle battle adventure? And I was like, all right. And we just pivoted. And his concept was, you know, we don't use armor in 3-2 on action. We use luck points and instead of hit points so we don't have an armor class. If you get hit, you get hit. If you have like things like, say, your buddy's dog tags or like your goddaughter makes you a charm bracelet, that'll add like luck points to what you have, like temporary luck points, but there's no armor. He's like, what if we use the cars like armor? 
So your car has uh, X amount of luck points to it. It also has gut points when you get rammed into stuff, stuff crashes into you. And then once the car gets wasted, then you are you dump out, you jump in the road, you got to get picked up by someone else, and then your luck points start on that. That sounds very cool. Well, it's easy. And the whole point is that we want to give you the experience of like fast and furious for all intents and purposes, pun intended, style racing down the street and attacking other vehicles. And the concept is with 3 to one action, you just tell the game runner what you want to do. So if there's a car in front of you, you're like, I want to race up in front of it. I want to hit the brakes so it rams into my my tail. Cool. Done. No problem. It's going to go into your trunk. We're going to figure it out with just one roll. You also have the option to commandeer other vehicles as well. So the idea is you want to keep moving up the chain and keep getting bigger, badder vehicles because you're a bunch of teenagers. You're a band called the Hellsings, and you're fighting your way through the wasteland, and you're going to start on, like, ATVs and dirt bikes and maybe a dune buggy. However, there's another car next to you that's got, like, a lot of spikes and a big old gun on it. You can roll up next to it. You can make an action check to jump from your car to their car, fight the driver, commandeer the vehicle, and keep on going. Oh, so the John, idea is to can upgrade we, um, as you go. That's pretty absolutely. great. Absolutely. Yeah. John, can we roll back just a second? So yeah. um, you mentioned that uh, you're playing as teenagers who are in a band. Yeah. What? First of all, what kind of music are, is our inspiration for this setting? Are we talking about flaming guitars swinging off the back of these vehicles? Is it more of a... Um, more of a SoundCloud rap, tattooed face kind of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the musical uh, inspiration behind this? Lederhosen and accordion? Probably uh, early 2000 emo is okay. really the inspiration for this emo and screamo. Uh, right. the, the original Hellsings, which come up in Point Nemo, um, were a band from L.A., and they were in that like you know emo my chemical romance style vein of music like not quite punk not quite rock but a lot of like emotion and yelling and screaming and so you know after the amphicora rise up in you know 2050 they decimate the coasts there's a nuclear war these kids still love this band and you know they're they consider themselves a pack of wild animals roaming the wasteland so they all wear motorcycle helmets and each one is Face is a uh, is adorned with like a different kind of animal face on it. Like you have a cat, you got a bat, you got an owl. Uh, really great stuff drawn by Sally Canarino, who is sitting just off screen right now, drawing on my couch. That's where you want an artist, to be honest with you. Within uh, Cheeto throwing distance, constantly making great art. That's it. It's really, uh, really the best. Well, Hambone, this sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to. Getting onto this, this thing drops April 19th. Is that correct? Yeah, April 19th on Kickstarter. We are launching. We are very, very excited about this. Uh, we are shooting for seven grand because we put out really beautiful full size books. So this is going to be probably another 100 page book from us with 30 drivable vehicles, uh, probably about 20 different playable characters. Lots of killer art from a lot of great different artists. Uh, shout out to Tim Burns, who's doing all of the vehicle art for us. It's going to be action-packed, and at one point, you actually get to commandeer and drive monster trucks. So, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, monster trucks are built to run over other cars. Exactly. I also saw some of the artists, like, battling ram school buses with side uh, gunner ports. Yeah, man. 
It's going to be <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. You're like, it hit so many of my sweet spots. I can't even tell you. And that, like, I assume, too, the warrior side of this is any other gangs that are in here are also themed. Would that be accurate? Very much. So there are several different theme gangs in here. Besides the Hellsings, besides the Hellsings, you have the Death Point Raiders. You have um, the Blue Dragons. I keep calling them the Blue Devils, and George keeps correcting me. Uh, you have um, the 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 Uber Elite Gang. You've got the Meat Men, who are uh, essentially the ones that drive the monster trucks. Uh, very much into gore and splatterhouse like Guar. You know, different gangs like that. Is it Guar meets the punk rock band, the Meat Men? Uh, not quite. It's like going toe to toe with the Luna Chicks. Yeah, very much so. It's like Guar meets (laughs) the Luna Chicks meets Kiss and the Phantom of the Park in Monster Trucks. Amazing. All right. Well, we're I'm I'm pumped. I'm super excited. This is gonna come out a little bit before the Kickstarter, but put it on your calendars. Go to we'll have the link in the show notes underneath where you could go and get uh, reminded of it when it pops off. So go and click that link and uh, follow all of the... And you know what? Go back and buy all the old 3-2-1 action games while you're at it. I'm... Yeah, come on. Head over all to right. Exalted Funeral. You're going to go shopping there anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, John, thanks so much for joining us for this uh, quick little brief news segment. Steve, you want to sign us out? I'm super pumped. And more of Exalted Funeral family. It seems like it uh, doesn't matter who we run into. Uh, it's all friends here. So looking forward to all of this. Until the next time we hang out with you, Hambone, and I'm looking forward to murdering you all in the uh, mean plains of Kansas. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, everybody. Holy cow. Can you even believe that? Man, thanks, Hambone. What a sweetheart. Thanks, Hambone. What a sweetheart. What a, what a ham and a bone. Uh, I can tell you I am very excited to go uh, back that one. Uh, Zach, you want to hit us with the rando to finish this thing up? Did you want me to just make up a number? Oh, I'll roll it. I've got dice right beside me. That's the way to do it. Nine zero nine. Wow, low on that thing now. <laughs> well, while Zach's looking that up, I also want to shout out uh, my new good friend Jarrett Crater that uh, I met for the first time IRL at the convention. Um, really great to meet you. Excited to work with you in the future. What's yeah, that a, uh, rando there, Zach? So uh, before I mention the question, just uh, as a reminder, anybody who wants to send us a new question, we can add it to the list. Where do they go? You go to the the internet store <laughs> and and buy uh, an instant message, a DM on the Instagrams, a Discord, a... Um, an email, electronic mail to epic levels rap guy. You used to be able to send us. Used to be able to send us smoke signals, but um, I've stopped checking every day, so I might miss those. Don't do those anymore. We'll cover Jared, that again at the end of the episode. Jarrett today told me that he was going to start sending me messages via carrier pigeon, so I think that route still works. So, I prefer page, just a human. Yeah. Did you guys hit up my pager? Just hit up my pager. <laughs> mm. So this week's question is, what kind of fashion advice does Andrew have? Oh. Fashion advice. Okay. Well, yeah. first off, I recommend that you get one of our four different styled epic levels buttons and put them atop your 
jean vest. We call it a cut. You sew as many nerdy RPG patches on it as you possibly can. You go to www.exaltedfuneral.com and purchase yourself a nice techno-lich long-sleeve t-shirt with metallic ink. And then you take your pants off, put on cowboy boots, and top it off with a fun hat purchased from some sort of wizarding shop. You know what I'm talking Uh. about. A pointy-tip, wide-brim wizard hat. Let your hair down and don't wash your beard. Is anything covering your nethers in this fashion advice or no? It's just no, man. Straight Winnie the Pooh in it. You know? Just <laughs> but oh yeah, all right. We do have the shirt, shirt, vest, yeah. cut, boots, boots, wizard hat, wizard hat. Yep, yep. That's a good look. All right, into sold. It. Last I'm but not least, before we let go, you... gather those pieces like the you know the jewels of the. Triforce or something. It's a, yeah, it's a new quest. Go out and see if you can assemble this outfit. First person to send us a selfie wearing that outfit wins a fantastic prize. Ooh, be careful though. Be careful with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was that was quite a quite a. <laughs> I think you just uh, requested nudes. Yeah, send them directly to Steve. <laughs> you know, just page him to me. Just yeah, yeah send page. him to Steve's page. Send him to my pager. Um. So before we before we um, we leave you for another two weeks of abysmal silence before we return with another episode, I would like to take a moment to thank our patrons. Um, and actually, we have some new patrons, um, and several of them are at such a tier as deserves a shout out on the show. So I was wonder if you might indulge me in another free form limerick uh to the uh masterful beatboxing of rob Ballery. yikes yikes <laughs> can you get can you drop a beat for me rob? sure i'll try you ready um pff, no but okay i need your mouth closer to the microphone Really I don't hear. know what Rob's doing. It's, it's like can't a, hear it. it's like a, sl- yeah, it's That's like true. It might it's be very. It. it is incredibly loud on my Rob, <laughs> your recording you, software. Can you give me one of these? A boom, boom, ch, da boom, boom, ch, a boom, boom, ch, da boom, boom, ch. Oh, okay. <clears throat> let me let me just try again. How about that? <laughs> we'll pretend that never happened. <laughs> <clears throat> Zach could edit it out, but he probably won't. Oh, there we go. Mystic Punks. What the score? Yo, much thanks due to Anthony Maloro. Dark Space Quest, the Vascrims, no denying. Last name's Colin, first name's Brian. Mama Cow Breath, Alex A. Hadidias. If I drop to a knee, it's to pray to you and not to Jesus. With a new car, and like you ever seen, check out. And much thanks to Anthony Bonino. I gotta start over because I. Hold on, we gotta back up. Oh my god. Cut, take it from the top. Maybe a little slower. Are you sure? Give, do yeah. a little, give him a slow one, Rob, so he doesn't yeah, have to race you. So I don't have to race. Oh my god. 
Okay. Actually, you know what? I'll just do it without the beat, and then no, Zach, this, you can drop the beat behind we're, it. We've that already is, that's committed a to the idea. bit. We've <laughs> okay. committed to the bit. We're yeah, doing right. the bit. You ready? I guess so. Mystic Punks, what's the score, yo? Much thanks due to Anthony Malora. Dark Space Quest, the Vascrums, no denying. Last name's Colin, first name's Brian. Mama Gal Brad, Alex A. Hattie Diaz. Drop a need to pray, it's to you and not to Jesus. With new card games, unlike any scene, though. Check out, much thanks to Andrew Marino. Art O. Uzi's, our gratitude will never fade. Shout out to J Dog, Pumpy Grenade. Last but not least, Hex Hernandez, Dougie Stein. All the all right so i'm sorry that that was so horrible but in all seriousness we really do appreciate all of the love and support we really couldn't do it without you um for the next couple of days uh if you join us on patreon um we will be sending out one of these fantastic buttons it's one of the way you can complete your quest for the outfit described earlier um, by joining us on Patreon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey. Have a good day. Bye, good bye. talking to you guys. Bye. Uh, hey, man. Thanks for listening to Epic Levels uh, Mad Dungeon Podcast. Uh, if you would do us the favor of uh, subscribing to uh, us on your favorite podcast player, I won't have to shank you this knife. Also, uh, leave uh, five or more stars. Leave a nice comment and tell all your friends. Here's a cell phone. Do it now. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Epic underscore Levels. You're welcome. Get nerd merch and stay up to date at EpicLevelsRapDubs.com, my main man. And until next time, may your crits be plentiful and your fumbles few.